Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is up, Mountaineer Nation? Here we are. Another week. JN Fiend. I also hate Pitt. You know who we are. The Raspy Voice Kids. Let it echo. We in the building in the booth. Brandon, what's up, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good with this new format. We did the pop culture segment or the pop culture show on its own. Now we're doing the West Virginia University standalone sports show. So let's see how it goes. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I need to hear that music. Jordan, bring it in. I got five on it. Fresh off the Big 12 Media Day, we got Neil Brown talking. So we gonna talk and we gonna let you know how we feel. It's me, Jeremy, JNP Phoenix. I'm here with my brother, I also hate bit. Five questions, five answers. Hey, Jordan, let it rip. What's up, RVK fans? This is your host, Jordan Ty Curry, for the segment of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. The Raspy Voice Kids have five fill-in-the-blank answers, so let's start off with the first blank. Listening to Neil Brown on the Big 12 Media Day left me feeling blank. Familiar. Same old Neil. Nothing new. There are new components, but the talk is the same. It's talking season, and I feel very familiar. Neil Brown saying things like this has the potential to be the best defensive unit he's ever had. Neil Brown talking about the fact that there's a competition or a quarterback battle between JT Daniels and whoever else is on the roster. Neil Brown saying lots of things that sound very familiar to me, but I don't know that I'm buying what he's selling. It's just very familiar. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's not impressive. Look, when Neil Brown gets on there, no Mountaineer can say anything else other than he is so refreshing, he is so honest, and it feels so genuine. 
The problem is we've heard this before last year. So I like Neil Brown. I like the way he holds himself. I like the way he conducts himself. I like when he talks about it was a plan. It was the plan to bring in a quarterback after spring so these young quarterbacks can get their reps. I like when he said there's a plan um, that we brought in 33 new players since January because we're, we're, we're changing, we're revamping what we want to fit our culture. I like that. But the truth is, it's the same old, same old, Brandon. And talk is cheap. We've heard it a million times, and that's how I feel. On to the next question. Number two. The new Big 12 commissioner, Yormark, said, I feel very confident our conference is in the best position it's ever been in. Bob Bowlesby is leading us in a really great place. Makes you feel blank. Makes me feel optimistic. Yormark is obviously has to say the right things. He's a guy who com- who comes over from Rock Nation, who is now the head honcho. He's got to make the make the choices and decisions that will steer this this conference for years to come. That said, he's saying the right things. And he's not the first to say it. Before he was even hired, 1012 Networks Philip Slavin made these sorts of comments about the about the Big 12's position that they are in the catbird seat from a lot of position or from a lot of perspectives. And so I tend to believe what your Mark's saying, and hopefully they can capitalize on it. Just because, just because you're in a good position, just because you're in the right place, doesn't mean you're going to do the right thing. So I'm optimistic. We'll hope. I just hope they can capitalize. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I'm serious. I know. I'm asking you right now. I know. I know. I'm supposed to respond to. I got fall. Bro, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. The Big Twelve is. <laughs> <laughs> the big, the Big Twelve is in the best position they've ever been in, excluding when Oklahoma and Texas were in the conference. Have you lost your mind? I, I look, your mark. Look, he may be a great dude. He looks like he has a stone face. He's going to demand what he wants. He's going to get what he wants. He's going to go out and do his thing. But that particular comment, you have lost your mind. The Big 12 is stronger in a better place without Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, well, it depends, Jeremy. Do you like to be held hostage by Texas and the Longhorn Network, which everybody in the conference breakup And caused the breakup, which caused Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, and Texas A&M to leave in the begin, to begin hold with? Hold up. Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri. Garbage. All right, go ahead. And Texas A&M. They all left. And Nebraska was not garbage when they left. You're calling them garbage now, 10, 12 years later. They weren't garbage when they left. Do you like being held hostage by, by Oklahoma complaining about their what time they're playing Nebraska in a game that nobody actually cares about except for Oklahoma and Nebraska anymore? You have to remember this is Brandon, about more- No, no, and by the way, I get what you're saying, and I understand that. Like, look, look, these other people, they're complaining. They're being Kyrie Irvin or Kevin Durant with theirs in the conference trying to get what they want. I get that. But what I'm saying is if you're negotiating contracts, if you have Oklahoma and Texas in your conference, you can holla at USC. You can holla at Clemson. You can holla at other teams maybe to bring them in. In this position that we are now, I I don't think you could ever holler at Clemson because of the grant of rights that run to 2035. I don't think you could ever holler at USC because the Big Ten always had the advantage. I think you were always at the at the mercy of the SEC, worried that you were going to get pillaged because you if didn't you really have the strength it, to hold them together. Because you people got it. 
If you want it, baby, you got it. Like, I'm listening to the big. And how did that work out? No. Where where are those schools? Because they held serve just like the Big East did. No, bust a move. That's the point. Bust a move. You know who? I don't think they were in a position to bust a move. The SEC busted a move. I don't think Texas and Oklahoma busted a move. Like, yes, bust those, a move. Because they had the money and the power because of their contracts with, with Fox and ESPN, respectively, to do so. The Big 12 did not. The Big, the 12, Big 12 now has the best chance the Big to make a contractual had, move the, that they've ever had, Jeremy. The Big East, I'm telling you, the 10-12 put it down when they when they talked about this in a way that say, I did not understand me, prior to that. Let me just say the Big 12 had Texas, and I feel like they could have negotiated. I'm I'm not saying I'm saying you should have tried. Go outside the box. The problem with this world, it's not the world. Every 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 era, every generation says, hey, they don't think outside the box. But we're at the spot where people are holding serve when they should be serving. You know what I mean? No, I hear what you're saying, Jeremy, but I feel like Texas did not respect the Big 12, and they weren't going to respect the Big 12. And you and I both know what it's like when you deal with a person, when and there, there are people like this. They're not going to respect you. The grass is greener somewhere else, then they're going to deal with that. And I feel like that's how Texas and Oklahoma viewed the Big 12. So as much as you're saying bust a move, I don't think it was possible because they were being held hostage by Texas and Oklahoma. Now so that's you, gone, that's done. And all right, as far so, so, all right, and by, the, and by the way, I'm not trying to get out of I got five on it, but do you feel like it was the same way with the Big East when Miami Virginia Tech left? Or do you feel like, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, you know. Paul Tagliabue or? Uh, nah, Tagliabue. Uh, uh, you know. Trangisi, Mike Trangisi. <laughs> That dude. Yes, we'll just call him that dude for now. That dude. Do you feel like he could have made some moves before Miami Virginia Tech left? Mike Trangisi made a huge mistake trying to... with The problem with the Big East was the basketball schools who added no revenue when football was driving the bus. That's a different situation. Okay, well, either way... You, you, uh, didn't, you didn't have any whales like you do in, in the Big 12. You said that was a dif- different situation, yet the way I see it, every conference I'm in, always losing. Anyway, next question, Jordan. Give us the next one. Number three. A super exclusive conference is formed. WVU should blank an invitation. This is tricky. It seems like it would be so obvious that if you have the chance to join a mega exclusive super conference, then you join the super, super, mega exclusive mega conference. But according to Country Roads Confidential. Real quick, Brandon, real, real, real quick. Are those adjectives or verbs? Those are adjectives, right? Yeah, those are adjectives. S- super, mega, uh, look, look, look uh, you know, I got a, like a, a 3.8, but it wasn't in, you know. Anyway, <laughs> but in, that, in a conference that is like that, a conference that it looks like we're headed towards with the Big Ten and the SEC, driving the bus on a super mega exclusive conference. <clears throat> the question is, no matter how much money you have, can you compete? And how many schools could compete in a conference like that, Jeremy? And there are schools that are used to competing and winning and enjoying their time in college football. Okay, that, is, that, is that your feelings or is that are you being That would like- not compete in that. Are and that is according to Chris Anderson and Mike Casaza. They uh, made points okay. that I had not considered. Despite all of that, despite thinking that you may not be able to compete, I think that you have to accept the bid if it's offered. And I think you have to think 
We will find a way to compete. We will find a way to make meaningful games in that conference, regardless of who we are as the West Virginia University Mountaineers. I, I like that you say that, but like for me, I think it's like, uh, duh. We went to the Big 12. We're not competing in the Big 12. Was, tell me the last time we were in the conference championship in the Big 12. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. No, we go to a super conference. We're going to be in the same situation where, hold up, you said not the same thing. Brandon, what was our record last year? Hopefully, Neil Brink can turn this around. I believe in him. I understand things are changing. I'm just saying, we're not competing now, but we are getting that money. So what I say is, let's get in the best possible circumstances that we can and cross our fingers once every 15 years. Maybe we could take the, the take take the crown. Yeah, I love how you say we're getting that money. You know, we are in third place conference wise at best as far as money's concerned. Like we're not getting that money compared to the SEC and the Big Ten. Yes, when you say third place, there's a lot more conferences in college football other than the SEC and Big Ten. Now I understand things are going to change here soon, but right now, yeah, but as those stands, conferences are ACC those conferences and Pac are Ten or Pac Twelve are below us. So they are. Look, but so, those conferences, so, but the SEC so and Big Ten are bigger about, conferences, making more money. No, so you've no. got thirty plus teams. Are they that making make more money now? Yeah, they they are making more money now. But I'm saying they're going to really make more money here in a few years. What I'm yes. saying is, if we can get a conference where we make as much money as we can, and people are, you know, all the upgrades are going on, at least we can have some nice facilities. You know, if we ain't gonna win, let's have some nice facilities. I don't care about anything but winning. The facilities don't mean anything to me if we're unless we're winning. I just want to win. Yeah, I, I no. mean, I don't care. The old Miami, old University of Miami was winning with a weight room that looked like a high school gym. And they were winning in spite of that. And, and some people might say, because I, of hold that. up, hold up. I like that. But do you think West Virginia can win regardless, no matter where they are? Let's, that, that's what comes down to brass taxes. I don't think we can. I love West Virginia. But I'm going to tell you, like Andrew and Rocky, we can't win. <laughs> We can't win. We can't win. So we might as well be styling and profiling the best way we can because Constellation Prizes is all we got. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Neil Brown and Graham Harrell will take us to the pinnacle. Maybe they'll they'll, they'll show us something we haven't seen before. And I hope. I I put put that uh, post on Twitter that said, I just missed it. And the post was about Geno Smith. On the front co- cover, of Sports Illustrated. That 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 post was about uh, Pat White, Steve Slayton, Owen Schmidt on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Brandon, I miss it, and I want it, but I don't know if we will ever get it back. So sometimes you got to take what you get. What you get. Yeah. So Jeremy, the question is: Would you rather be in a group of five type situation? It's like winning D two national championships. Would you rather win D two national championships? I'm thinking. I know you're, you're wondering if I'm saying that's. I mean, that's the question because you're saying, of course, this is so obvious. You definitely take the invite, but that's the question. It's not as obvious as it sounds. Would you rather be playing Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, o- Ohio State, and not winning championships, or would you rather be playing Oklahoma State, uh, Washington, Kansas State, Iowa State? Rutgers and no, having no, no, shot no. a shot at no, a, hold, a hold, national hold, championship at that level. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm gonna tell you that. I'm gonna ask you that right back at you. Real talk, Brandon. If we could win the national championship every year on a lower level, would you take that over where we are right now, where we're not in the top 25? I know. That's what I just thought about. 
I want to win. Because here's the thing. See, I, I the, no, re- no, no, the no, reason. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Because we're on a lower level, we can lie to ourselves. And be like, yo, you will see us. You will schedule us. Because yeah. We, but we if you're at the if you're at the higher level, you can catch lightning in a bottle and feel like if you had the right guy with the right innovations, you can make it happen. All I need is one. Which is all you need is one. So you can lie to yourself that way too. So you never answered. You never answered. Which are which would you take? Would you take the if you're offered the chance for a super mega exclusive conference, you would blank the opportunity. I would take it. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. I'm not trying to be the have nots. I want to be the haves with an opportunity to do what we do. One time. One moment, like Eminem said, if you, if you got one moment, you know, so that's what I wanted. All right. So next question. You ready for it? Yep. Number four, Bob Herzl said West Virginia's problem was hiring Holgerson, not Neil Brown. That made me feel blank. Like Bob Herzl might be nipping a little too much in the spirits. I'll let y'all do with that what you want. But I'm sorry. Dana Holgerson had success. He won the Orange Bowl. He won 10 games in the Big 12. He underachieved for sure. He did not win a conference championship like we wanted him to in the Big 12. He left the cover bare when he left. He was not the guy we wanted him to be culturally. But Neil Brown's an offensive guy, and he did not find a fix fast enough. And you can give me COVID and all the other excuses, but guys like Dave Aranda at Baylor did. They figured it out. So to put Neil Brown's problems in his fourth season on Dana Holgerson, to me, is a fallacy. No, Bob Herzl, you're wrong. The problem, I'm not going to say that the problem is hiring Neil Brown because I don't think it's a problem or I don't, I'm not going to say it's a, uh, a failure yet, but it's up to him to make it a success. And when I say him, I mean Neil Brown. So, Brandon, do you remember that song? I think it was Black Street. Name the song. Dump, 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 Do you remember how that song started out? I mean, that sounds like, I mean, it's two songs that I can think of, and they're both remakes, or not remakes, they're both, um, what do you call it, samples. But the first one I thought was I Ain't Mad At You. But the yeah. second one is Don't Leave Me Girl by Blackstreet. Don't leave. Yeah, well, it was actually Blackstreet, but actually they, it sounds like both. Actually, you're actually right with both of those. My point is this. The song I thought about was the song started out with I'm going to go back, way back, back in the time. Boom, 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 Yeah, it's Blackstreet. Now I know that's, that's what you're talking about. The way I feel is this. It's not about Holgerson. It's not about Neil Brown. West Virginia lost 10 years of their collegiate life. See, I messed up. Because I was trying to remember his name. Bill Stewart. Bill Stewart. Brandon, it started with Bill Stewart. Bill Stewart is the one who set us. Bill Stewart is the one who took our, you know, didn't develop the depth and didn't recruit. I thought Dana Holgerson did a pretty good job. Dana Holgerson won the Orange Bowl with Bill Stewart's guys. Now, I, I agree. Bill Stewart did not do what he needed to do at that level. You said I Bill agree. Stewart's guy. That was a Bill Stewart's guys. 
That they was were Rich Bill Rod- Stewart's guys. They were Jeremy- Rich Rodriguez's guys. No, they were they were 100% Bill Stewart's guys. Go back and look. Gino, Tavon, Stedman, all those guys. Najee Good, all those guys were Bill Stewart's recruits. All of them. Okay, okay, excuse me. Well, then do it again because you let the co- cover bear. That's why I feel. I feel like our decline in West Virginia you- football after the Orange Bowl happened with Bill Stewart because he left it – the Cumber Bear, and I think I think Dana Hogerson built it up, and then when he knew he was out, when he knew he was done, after Will Greer and all them boys, he was like, uh, "Forget it," and he left the cover the, the Cumber Bear for Neil Brown. Yeah, he did. I mean, I agree. He did the same thing. All right, so we'll go on to number five. Number five. Number five. Zach Frazier being a preseason athlon All American is blank. I, it's predictable. I mean, Zach Frazier was awarded heavily last season, so it was predictable that he would be awarded heavily preseason. It's up to him to live up to it. Now, he was great last year. He really played excellent football, except for a couple of very important moments, one of which was at Oklahoma, and hopefully we don't have repeats of that. Hopefully that drives him instead instead of haunting him. Um, and we get to see an All-American performance as opposed to just All-American predictions. But it's predictable. And I love Zach Frazier. I love that he's a West Virginia kid. I love that he's a Fairmont boy. And I hope that he continues to build on the accolades that he's already garnered. Yep. For me, like him being a preseason All-American from Athlon, man, it is what it is. Brandon, you see them guys getting off the plane for West Virginia when they showed up for West Virginia. Uh, uh, the Big 12 Media Day. If you look, I looked at the picture like 10 or not, 10 or 11 times. Do you know the one person, if I looked in the entire picture, I said, there's one All-American in this picture. You know who I would have picked? Who? The, the guy with a 50-inch neck, okay? <laughs> no, Zach Frazier looks like it, baby. He's born, he's bred, he works hard, he's a sophomore. I love it. It's so good for the program. It's so good for the program, not only because it represents the program and it puts them on a map, but also it makes all his other fellow offensive linemen who see him, people like Doug Nestor and some other dudes, look and see and be like, you know what? He's not better than me. I'm going to do it too. I hope you so. You know what I mean? And yeah. It, and it, and it, uh, hopefully it inspires everybody. Neil Brown said that. Neil Brown said that in the Big 12 Media Day. We returned seven of our top starting offensive linemen. Uh, he was talking about our strength of our team is in the trenches, the defensive line and offensive line. If that is true, if that is true also with JT Daniels, we're in a good spot. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid because I don't want to drink the Kool-Aid because I've drank it too many times. But I will say, if that's true, offensive line and defensive line, just like Baylor came from, like he said, Baylor was picked uh, to, to finish eighth last season, and they won the conference. Now we're here. We're picked to finish eighth. Can it be the same thing? Probably not, because I'm rooting for West Virginia. But I, but I hope, I hope they, I hope they show up and show out. But that's what we got. All five questions, all five answers, baby. Here we are. This is how we do, Brandon. Tell them how you feel, baby. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Let's get it going. Let's go. That's right. How about your boys, the RVK? Rat me, boys!
More than 100 schools available from home field apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Current and former athletes, members of the athletic department, and of course the best fans in the country all make up a very special group we like to call the Cyclone Family. Join me, Jamie Steyer-Johnson, as I bring you closer to the people that make Iowa State unique each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Some names you may know, while others may be new to you, but one thing's for sure. This is one family reunion you won't want to miss. Each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. Very poignant for the times that we are in for the video that we're doing. It's been a long time. We should have left you without a why we hate to step to. And I am joined by my brother. You already know. I should be like, I also hate Pitt Jr. I should. I also hate Pitt, etc. But nah, I'm J.N. Fiend in the building in the booth. J.N. Fiend in the building in the booth. And we're here. To bring nothing but the truth. We are here to bring it to you real raw and uncut. We're here to bring it to you unfiltered. We're here to bring to you the passion. The fiery reality that is our hatred. For that institution known as the Western University of Pittsburgh. That's right. That's what you were known as. That's what you should be known as. Because nobody really cares about you as Pitt. Think about it. Who cares about you, even in your own city? Where do you rank? You got the Buckos. That's right, the Pirates. You've got the Penguins. And, of course, the almighty Steelers, who you share a home with. Quote, unquote, share a home with. (laughs) Okay. You coattail riding, home begging, vagabonds, pit panthers is what you are. And after that, you got Penn State in your own city outpacing you. You've got the West Virginia University Mountaineers in your own city outpacing you. Because nobody cares about Pitt. And those that do, for the most part, so many of us hate you. We hate you. Why? Because you don't add any value. You don't do anything productive. Even in your best seasons, you lose to teams like Western Michigan. Western Michigan. NFCS school. I'm going to go with Joe, the West Virginia stats guy. He's at WV stats guy. Give him some props. Give him some props. He did a fail to pit Friday segment on Twitter every Friday. He pointed out that since joining the Big 12, WVU was undefeated versus G5. And FCS teams. But here are a few pit losses to G5 and FCS teams during that same time. You lost to Youngstown State by 14 at home. You lost to Navy twice. Wow. You lost to Akron by 11 at home. You lost to Houston. You lost to UCF by 31 points. He's bringing it. And like I said, you lost to Western Michigan at home. 
in your best season in 40 years. The season you brag about included a loss to Western Michigan. That's right. That's who you are. In your best season, you couldn't muster a bowl win. In your best season, you had to brag about beating Wake Forest in your conference championship game. You have players like Blewett as a kicker and Pickett as a quarterback. It's just indicative of who you are. The names speak for themselves. I hate you guys. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes we do these and it's forced. Not because it's not the truth, but because I'm really trying to bring out the emotion from inside, from deep down with inside. No, this resides at the top. It's top of mind. Like the advertising they do on television. I hate you. I hate your fans. I hate your administration. I hate your reputation. I hate everything about you. All you do is bring down those that count on you. In your most impressive, most important win in the history of your program, you did nothing with it. It was not program building. It was not program changing. It was just destructive. That's what you are. You don't help your conference. You no longer help your university. You don't help your city, your state. You don't help your country. You're just pit, and I hate you. Jeremy, give it to him. Ooh. I don't say Pitt went off. He kept it real. Man, look, I'm going to be for real. We're doing this so the younger Mountaineers know why we hate Pitt so much. But you know what? Even more than that, it's not even more than that. Maybe it's equal. I will let you Pitt fans know why we hate you so much. You think it's arbitrary. You think it's because it's, oh, you know, an hour and 15 minutes between Morgan's Hill and Pittsburgh. It is not because of that. I'll be real. I can keep it real and I can be honest. The reason why I hate Pitt is because you, or one of the reasons is because you single-handedly, well, you had to help her, and ruining the Big East. The Big East came to a close because of you. No media is going to tell you that. No people from Pittsburgh are going to tell you that. The truth is this. You guys have history, tradition. You guys are in a big market for television in Pittsburgh. And yet for decades, decades, but especially the decade after Miami and Pitt, uh, Miami and Virginia Tech left, you did nothing. You were absolutely garbage. You lost. Brandon mentioned a lot, a lot of losses, but I'm talking about when you were the Big East. You lost to OU. And I'm not talking about the Sooners. And I'm not talking about OSU, Ohio State. You lost to Athens, the Bobcats. And I should never, ever, ever root for Pitt. And yet at, at, at that time, because the Big East needed it, I was rooting for you guys just to win. And you couldn't. Because you're garbage. You and Syracuse, single-handedly, because you were garbage for a decade, ruined the Big East. If you guys were doing what we were doing, winning BCS bowl games, what Louisville was doing, winning BCS bowl games, the Big East would still be here. But you couldn't and you can't. And that's what it is. You have so much, you have such a long history of ruining, not ruining talent, but not using talent to its potential. Okay, I get it. You get players over West Virginia sometimes. We get some of them. You get some of them. But when you get them, you do nothing with them. That's what makes me mad. If you're going to get them, if you're going to get these big-time athletes, do something with them. Win something. Show something. But you do nothing. What do you want to talk about? Larry Fitzgerald? 
Larry Fitzgerald was there 2002 and 2003. You went eight and five, and then you went nine and four. Granted, you lost your bowl game in nine and four, and and uh, it was the Continental Tire Bowl. Come on now. Darrell Revis, Darrell, or whatever you want to say. Darrell Revis, great NFL player. Yeah, he's from Pitt. Yeah, what did he look like? When he was here from 2004 to 2006, eight and four, five and six, six and six. What did you do with him? Oh, Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the NFL. What did he do when he was at Pitt? Six and seven, eight and five, six and seven again, seven and six. You do nothing with the players that you get. If you're going to get them and you're going to steal them from us, fine. But do something with them. Oh, 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 let's talk about Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy, here from 2007 and 2008. You went 5-7 and seven when you had him. Bro, you come talk to me. You do nothing with the talent you get. All you do know how to do, like Brandon said, is tear down conferences. That's what I'm talking about. Your whole program is garbage. And the only thing you have to talk about is when you talk about decades and decades ago. If you want to talk about Tony Dorsett and Dan Marino, yeah, how long ago was that? That's the reason why the script pit on your helmet is so apt. Because it's antiquated. Just like your winning program. Don't buy it. Don't nobody. Don't nobody know how to do cursive no more. They don't even teach it in schools. That's how old it is. That's why you put it on your helmets. Because that's the last time you was winning. And I'm sick of it. And I'm sick of you. And I can't stand you. You get. I mean, like. You, all right. So fine. Okay. I get you. I get you. Okay. We won a few games last year. We won the ACC. Who'd you play in the ACC championship game? Oh, that's right. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. I also mentioned that. You played a Watertown ACC conference and you beat, it was either you or Wake Forest winning the ACC. Man, get out of here. Go somewhere. Look, that's the reason why in 1999, your AD, Steve uh, Peterson, Patterson, whatever his name is, Peterson, he made the right decision when he decided to shut down the old Pittsburgh Stadium. That's the reason why he made the right decision to go to Heinz Field. Because he knew it wasn't worth putting money into the program, putting money into a stadium, because you people don't show up. Matter of fact, when you were in Heinz Field, you guys even discussed putting tarps over some seats because people weren't showing up, because that's how much people don't care. It was smart of him. The only stadium in Oakland where your stadium used to be, the only stadium in Oakland is out in California. The A's playing baseball because don't nobody care about Pitt. Not even the people from Pitt. I'm telling you, this is real. I'm not even playing. We, we, we sit here talk about, hey, we're Pitt, we're this, we're that, we're that. Hey, look, you might as well be you, the University of South Florida. You're one of the only schools who doesn't play football on campus. South Florida plays in Raymond James Stadium. Where do you play? Heinz Field. Where's that? Off campus. You're South Florida. Hey, if that's what you want to be, good for you. Maybe that's not who you want to be, but that's who you are. And the last thing I'm going to tell you is there's no Panthers in the entire state of Pennsylvania. You don't believe me? Google that stuff. Get your facts straight. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. But it's not going to be as embarrassing when we come show up on Thursday night. Get at me. We're going to get at you. We've been getting at you. With the return of the backyard brawl this fall, Skylar Callahan pointed out, West Virginia is 11-5 in baseball against Pitt, 4-0 in basketball against Pitt, 2-0 and 
in women's basketball against Pitt. 17 and 5 overall against Pitt, winning seven of the last 10 football games against Pitt. Since Pitt joined the conference, since they joined their first football conference in 1991, according to Joel, the WV stats guy, if they continue at their current rate of winning three conference titles every 31 seasons, they will eventually catch West Virginia, West Virginia University's current number of conference championships in the year 2145. There's no comparison to what we are versus what you guys want to be. There's no comparison. What you were was great. What you are is worthless. Jeremy pointed out, I put it at, pointed out, and it will be pointed out for the world to see on Thursday, September 3rd, 2022 at high, oh, I'm sorry, Acrisure Field in <laughs> Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Sit with that since that naming right had nothing to do with you. This is the RVK. That stands for the Raspy Voice Kids. Nobody's confused about that. So you can, and you probably will, get at your boys. Raspy Voice! This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. I am joined today by one of the most famous, if not infamous, names and personalities in all of college football talk. You know him as Big Game Boomer, and he joins the Raspy Voice Kids today. Big Game Boomer, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the RVK. Yeah, no problem, guys. Hope y'all doing well. Happy to be here. We're doing great, man. We're doing great. So it's just me. It's just Brandon today. Jeremy dropped some questions in, but when we do interviews, a lot of times we like to do them one-on-one. Um, and I'm going to yeah. jump. What'd you say? Oh, no. Yeah, that, that, that's all good. I'm going to jump right off the gate and say there are a lot of Mountaineer fans who feel like you don't respect Neil Brown enough. Can you give us some insight into why you feel the way you do about Neil Brown? Yeah. Well, first off, I mean, if you when you look if you look at all of my like rankings and lists from last year, it was West Virginia was in a I, I thought very highly of them. I had them finishing fourth uh, in the Big Twelve last year, and uh, those same West Virginia fans that are you know mad about you know some of the rankings and stuff that I put out were the same fans last year that were you know, retweeting and, you know, saying, go near, go Mountaineers. And so I, I have nothing personal against West Virginia. I just, this is a year that they have to prove it to me that their offense is going to have life. Um, I mean, last Neil Brown is an offensive guy. So I did not think there would be this big of a drop off from Holgerson to Neil Brown. I mean, if you look at his, Total offense, like uh, in 2021, they were 87th in total offense. They're 50th in 2020, but that's kind of a just 2020 is just a kind of an outlier. But 119th in 2019. Um, so I've got a lot of question marks uh, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's legitimate. I mean, everything you're saying, Jeremy and I agree with. We talk about this often. If West Virginia wants respect, they're going to have to earn it. Now, Jeremy's starting to drink some of the Kool-Aid a little bit more. And there are things that we're excited about. Graham Harrell hire being one of them. 
What do you think about that? I like it. I mean, I like that uh, that he's, uh, you know, he, he worked with JT Daniels at USC. I mean, I think that that's a huge plus. Um, JT Daniels had success with him. You know, I'm just, I'm not sure about, so I like the hire. And I think it's good because I think Neil Brown was, was the play caller uh, these last couple of years. And, you know, he's even come out openly and said that he's, uh, you know, it, it was, he wasn't putting as much time into, you know, play calling and, you know, putting script together for, for the game as he would because he's got other head coaching duties. Um, so I, I think, you know, putting Graham Harrell in that role to call plays will hopefully maybe it'll, it'll help West Virginia overall uh, with the offense because they've got to get life on offense. Yeah, they got to get life on offense, especially since they their defense took a major hit. Lost 23 players, which includes Akeem Mesidor, includes Josh Chandler Samito, includes yeah. Daryl Porter Jr. Um, big losses in the secondary, big losses in the trenches. So that offense is going to have to pick up the weight in a place where the defense really held held it held it together for them a lot last year. Um, do you think the defense is going to be able to sustain or overcome the injuries that they sustained or the the losses that they sustained? Man, it's going to be tough. I mean, the the defense is, has carried West Virginia these last couple of years. I mean, I was at the OU West Virginia game last year in Norman, and man, I, I mean, I was front and center on the fifty yard line. That defense was literally in Spencer Rattler's face before he could, uh, could barely got the snap off. Um, like Dante, uh, Dante Stills and, uh, Alton, uh, those guys are, those guys are beast. And, uh, you know, you lose a key Mesador to Miami. That's a huge loss. Uh, and then, yeah, Josh, you said Josh Chandler Samito, I believe he transferred to Colorado. Um, and then like the whole secondary is like gone. Uh, it's, I mean, and yeah. so you're counting on like a bunch of freshmen to, to fill in, uh, in a pass happy big 12. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, we're, here we go. We're talking about like, I don't know if the defense is going to be, I, I don't think it, I don't think they're going to be good enough to overcome what they've lost. Um, so yeah, there's just a ton of question marks this year. Um, so that's, that's why I've, you know, West Virginia potentially going four and eight. Um, they, they, I mean, they've got to, they got to prove me wrong. Yeah, they got to prove a lot of people wrong. Vegas, they got to prove wrong. You, they got to prove wrong. ESPN's FPI, they've got to <laughs> prove wrong. It's not just you. It's not just Big Game Boomer. And once again, if you're just late joining us, it's Big Game Boomer, the famous on Twitter, famous on Instagram. Go follow him on at Big Game Boomer. He does lots of different polls, lots of different um, lists. How do you do that? Like, how much research goes into the list that you put together? Well, it depends on the list. Like, when I'm ranking, like, players and coaches and stuff, like, I spend a lot of time looking at stats, looking at, you know, guys' overall record, coaching, who guys have developed recruiting, um, what, you know, NFL, where someone's going in the NFL draft. Um, so there, there's a lot. There, I mean, it, it's not just me, like, throwing a bunch of things together on a, on something and putting it out there and trying to get engagement. There is a certain kind of, I don't know, math or stick to it that, uh, 
that it, I mean, it's, it's, it's more than you really think it is, but I mean, there are some that I like to have fun with. Like I put out like the most passionate or I think it was the most loyal fan base, uh, in every state. And that's just really based on my experience. You can see it through Twitter kind of fan bases. Uh, you just get a good feel of who's loyal and who's not. West Virginia obviously has a very loyal fan base and passionate fan base. I would say, um, you guys bring it hard on Twitter 24 seven. And that's something I respect. Well, you have a lot of fan base interaction. Where would you say West Virginia ranks amongst the active social media members? Say that again. You were cutting up on me. Oh, I'm sorry. I said you because you were talking about how passionate the fan base is, how loyal the fan base is. You have a lot of interaction with different fan bases. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. You there now? Okay. Okay. Cool, good. Cool. I said you have a. What, lo- what was your last? Yeah. What was your last? What was your last question? You have a lot of interaction with a lot of different fan bases on Twitter, especially. Where does West Virginia rank as yeah. far as interaction goes amongst social media fan bases? I would say probably top twenty-five. Because um, even I mean, regardless if I say something good or bad about West Virginia. The West Virginia fans are always there to, you know, praise a good tweet or trash a bad tweet. Um, so the, y- y'all are definitely, I mean, one of the most passionate fan bases out there. And, uh, you know, all this talk about conference realignment, I'd love to see, potentially see West Virginia and the SEC. Um, I think that they align well with the, you know, geographically also, but the fan base, uh, I think, would fit right in. Um, but of course we won't see that the SEC, you know, they announced today they're not going to be expanding. So who knows the whole realignment thing's just crazy. It's crazy. And it hurts West Virginia. I think, uh, regardless how it shakes out, I really think West Virginia is going to be hurting, uh, unless there's some kind of expansion East and I don't see that happening anytime soon. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and watch and see how it goes. Right now, though, because we've gotten most of the important stuff out of the way, it's time for Rapid Fire. Are you ready for the Rapid Fire portion of the Raspy Voice Kids podcast? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Nacho Cheese. I'm not a ranch guy. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, I'll go with Pepsi. DC or Marvel? Who? DC or what? Marvel. Marvel like cigarettes? No, Marvel like the like the like the uh superheroes. Oh, I thought you said something or Marlboro Light. Um, I'll go Marvel. All right, blondes or brunettes? <laughs> uh, brunettes. NBA or NFL? NFL. Hundred percent. And I'm going to ask you, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Manning. Jordan is the goat. Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? I'm a Broncos fan, so uh, Peyton Manning. Tiger or Nicholas? Tiger. And the final question. The one everybody has to answer, the one that comes from my brother Jeremy J. N. Fien. Do you pee in swimming pools? <laughs> no. 
Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. There, see, now there, that's the operative phrase, no. not anymore. He says he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. That's the definitive I'm... answer from Big Game Boomer. <laughs> we thank you for your time. Very grateful you were able to join us. Give us some insight and some, some perspective outside of our fan base, and we're grateful for that. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and I, I enjoy your show. Well, thanks a lot, and tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on YouTube at Big Game Boomer Show, Twitter at Big Game Boomer, Instagram at, at Big, Big Game Boomer, just putting out content all the time. And you have a podcast, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just started a podcast. I've got about 20 episodes so far, but yeah, just the overall kind of college football podcast. That's uh, fun. Trying to do what you guys do. Well, check him out. Lots of informative Lots of information, lots of fun. Check out Big Game Boomer. We'll be back with more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.